The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Welcome to Jackass. We're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We're just three lifelong fans reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones. Thank you for joining us. Today on the show, we're watching episode number two, mm. which premiered in October 8th, 2000. Can't wait to hear what happened that day. Oh, I got oh a fun boy. fact for you boys today. This was the day that a German Ferrari driver, Michael Schumacher, okay. won his Japanese Grand Prix. Okay. That I was hoping just you were going to mention that. Yeah, well, you know, I, I know we're all big race fans and this is a racing podcast, so <laughs> I wanted to stick on topic this week. Hey. But yeah, it was his first of five straight F1 drivers champion. Hang on a second. Okay. <laughs> Episode one, new show. We're really trying to make a splash. And you come out of the hopper, you shoot yourself out of the cannon like Johnny did just before the show started with a update on the weather in Toronto <laughs> the day that episode came out. Now you're going like super meta with an F1 record for Michael Schumacher. Well, you said don't be so specific about Toronto. So I want to go to the other side of the world. And what's further away than Japan? Mike, Wait, Mike, 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 Mikey, give him yeah. a break. He's talking Schumacher, not Blaskowitz. Okay, we can let this one. <laughs> okay, right? fine, fine, fine. We can all agree. All right, guys. I promise next week I'm bringing the real facts. All right. Otherwise, uh, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep that going. Otherwise, I'm I'm kind of expecting us to have to like throw you down a set of stairs or something to keep in line with Jackass. If you are a first time listener, first of all, strange time for you to join us. There is an episode one and it seems pretty easy. It's a click away. Basically, what we like to do is take a look back at all of the episodes of Jackass and do a little bit of deep dive into them. Uh, we start off the show just by kind of going back and forth. Guys, how fucking pumped are you for episode two? I am super pumped, but as we get deeper and deeper into this, we start really coming across the guys themselves coming into their own. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning, things seem a little just like a bunch of clips thrown together, which yeah. is definitely still amazing. But every episode moving forward, you start to see their identity become a little bit more concrete. It's To me, it's the identity. It's the comfort that everyone has and starts to develop in and uh, in, in these episodes. And I'm I'm going to focus a little bit on Ryan Dunn a little bit when we come to it. But I've been so surprised at how long it took him to kind of figure out who he was. I also have a question because when we ended off the last episode, we talked about the poo cocktail, which is a pretty uh, famous sketch. Now, Jay, you had mentioned that you thought that that was one of your favorite sketches, and you mentioned that you're a fan of shit jokes, okay? Now, not to get too inside baseball, but is there, for you, Chris, a uh, a thought of the type of sketch that gets you off? Because for me, like, Jay says shit, I like puke. Puke makes me laugh. The puke sketches are the ones that get me. Shit is Jay. What is yours? Say come, say <laughs> well, I know come, the say puke come, sketches. say come, say come. <laughs> say come. Please say come. We need someone to say come. <laughs> the puke sketches I know would definitely get you going because I have a really bad gag reflex. I know. I might actually rival Steve-O in this situation. <laughs> I've almost thrown up on hockey players. Um, That's a true story, actually. Uh, uh, we were doing a signing with a hockey player. Chris, obviously, is my brother. Uh, we were doing a signing with a hockey player. We will not name the hockey player, but Chris nearly Patrick vomited. On, <laughs> nearly <laughs> vomited on the that is a true story. Uh, uh, what would yours be, Chris? Um, I, I like a perfect combination between something that actually hurts, but with some character behind it, it's where you're taking the element of danger and you're taking super cheesy puns and an absolute level of comedy as well. So fair, fair. Now, uh, anything before we get going, uh, uh, Jay, we've been kind of talking a lot as well. Is there a specific thing about this episode that you're, you're particularly pumped about, or maybe even later on in the season? Is there, is there a thing, uh, cause you talked about the poo cocktail being kind of the thing that you were most excited to go back and, and relive. Is there, is there an another thing on that bucket list that you can kind of tease us about yeah mikey thanks for making me sound like a total creep i appreciate that i really love <laughs> shiza you're like yeah it was weird how when we were talking about it you kept saying how jealous you were of johnny knoxville for that sketch 
Actually, I'm surprised I don't have like a big man uh, poo fetish, and I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> at the time, at the time that I watched this episode, I was also heavily playing Metal Gear Solid Two. Yeah. Um, and the, I had like the expanded edition where you could do all these little VR missions if you ever played the game. Right. And one of them, they had like the spoof Godzilla thing where the soldiers like you know hundred feet tall, and he's looking in the buildings as you're sneaking around. And then I I just have that memory tied up with this poo cocktail thing. So yeah, just somewhere. <laughs> in there I want a big man to take a dump on my chest Jay, but, <laughs> Jay I, I had a question I think he might have just answered it but what is the difference between a big man poo fetish <laughs> and I'm just a poo fetish well I'm all about the volume so uh, that, you know uh, bigger colon you know I just put two and two together speaking of speaking of putting two and two together let's get back to your poo fetish um, <laughs> apart from the fact that it's just interesting that Metal Gear Solid number two is your favorite of the franchise oh geez, uh, no it nothing came full circle who am I? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, as for Jackass, though, there are... We lost, we lost Chris. We lost Chris. He's, he's kind of dying in the corner over there. All right. Well, he composes himself. You let us know. Yeah, what are you looking forward to here? Man, like in this episode specifically or just in general? No, let's let's say, let's say in general. I want to know, like, the thing okay. that you're looking most forward to... <laughs> Uh, the jackass crew realizing still. in and of themselves. He's still going, man. In the last episode, I talked about how, like, I want to see jackass starting to take things to the next level, right? Because you can see the roots here. The seeds are being planted, and you can tell that they're onto something. But I'm really excited for when we start getting closer to, like, jackass the movie, and these guys are really yes. comfortable, and they're in their stride. And it's kind of like, it's become kind of a game to, like, one-up each other in the stunts and see, like, okay, you know, how crazy can we get? Think of, like, what we had last episode where it was like, okay, shopping carts and compare that to where we're going to be when they do the hallway full of tasers it's kind of like we're in a prequel or like the training grounds or something but with that let's get into the training grounds we're going to do a uh, beat by beat breakdown of the episode episode opens up with johnny knoxville taunting an alligator alligators becoming a big mainstay in the jackass franchise uh, at this point just doing what johnny knoxville does we get the intro that we all know and love and then it opens up in a kind of a strange way where johnny knoxville's in the hospital and we almost feel like we've been uh, like it's a tarantino movie we start to play with time a little bit hi i'm johnny knoxville and i'm going to get an x-ray the standout I think of Knoxville going to the hospital in order to get his leg checked out. Cause he, as he says, he's got a little bit of a bummed uh, ankle is Bonnie, the volunteer who just stares in the camera and says, I'm Bonnie. I'm looking after him. But imagine being Bonnie's grandkids. They must've been the coolest fucking kids at school at that point. That's true. That's true. And, hey, man, uh, um, sorry, do you mind if I interject one thing that just no, cracks me up? I really want to mention it in the intro of the show, but right before the segment, you know how they, it's like seg, a bunch of clips like segmented together, right? Quick montage. Yeah. There's one clip where uh, they throw a red can and I think it's Brandon's head when he's sleeping. <laughs> and that shit just fucking cracks me up. Honestly, it's it, the number of just hard shots to the head. Like I know that the NFL is studying CTE and its athletes, but they should take a look at this jackass crew for sure. Um, I do want to shout out quickly, Johnny Knoxville, for some reason with a broken ankle sitting cross-legged in the operating room or, or the room just talking to the doctor and this doctor's probably looking at him like you fucking idiot don't you dare waste my time why are you even here put all your weight on that broken ankle smart, yeah, exactly smart we move from the uh, the hospital to kind of get a better sense of of where this all came from and we have johnny knoxville jumping the la river my name is johnny knoxville and today i'm going to jump the la river on roller skates and by la river we mean kind of just a little five foot gap but it's him on roller skates which must be the worst invention when it comes to traversing land the roller skates right it's funny how uh pontius over there is like talking about how johnny knoxville professional skateboarder definitely not a professional rollerblader <laughs> yeah, yeah. but like has anybody else ever seen a glimpse of johnny knoxville on a skateboard no He's definitely not a professional yeah. skateboarder absolutely either. not and like have you ever seen a person that takes so much punishment that hangs out with all these like extreme sports kind of dudes that's so uncoordinated on anything but his own two feet yeah it's uh, it's it's it. But you, you mentioned Pontius coming and thank God Pontius comes on board. How many times are we going to see in this season Chris Pontius being the reason why the sketch ends up being good? Yeah. For, yeah. That's it. There's a debut here too, Mikey. A new character. Is, and and you want to introduce who that character is? That would be Bunny the Lifeguard, which is basically <laughs> just Chris Pontius, same attire, same leopard print, just with bunny ears. And they, uh, he's wearing a lei as well, I believe. <laughs> 
Oh, he's got he cool is. sunglasses, though, too. My name's Bunny, and I'm the lifeguard here at the river. And although Mr. Knoxville's a professional skater, he's not a professional swimmer, and my job is to make sure that guy doesn't get himself killed. Cool sunglasses and just the air of a protecting parent who's there to help uh, protect and serve. The sketch itself, to me, it's basically just Johnny Knoxville going down a, a, a hill on rollerblades, which he's already struggling to do as from the outset, uh, to go onto a little ramp and try to cross the LA River. You can tell very early on that it isn't going very well for him. I feel like he he makes it less than halfway across. And you you notice like the way, the things they put in place that would never fly if you were to have an MTV production. Now they have uh, t- for safety purposes, they have a ladder that they just <laughs> laid across yeah. the, the river and Cossack, the cameraman is laying on it i don't think it's because he wants to get a good angle i think it's because they realized the camera kept moving which to me says they tried this once johnny knoxville failed grabbed onto the ladder and it did nothing for him yeah man i i love the way they had that set up though it's so funny there's just this shitty little piece of ladder or scaffold or whatever it is and it's like okay if i bail in this water this river is gonna want to sweep me away but don't worry i can just put my arms up and grab this you know this piece of shit and try to hang on for dear life i'm just glad they didn't lose their Johnny. That would have been tragic if we lost oh our my Johnny God. down the well, it's, LA River. Yeah. <laughs> he does the first jump with the ramp. Yeah. It's like one foot. Yeah. And their solution is, oh, let's take the ramp out this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, does that, how does that make any sense? He did get like f- at least four feet further, yeah. but still. Yeah, yeah. And the best part is after that, they're like, okay, we, we got rid of the ramp. Now let's try it. End of sketch. <laughs> He's already yes. sprained his ankle at this point. Already after, done. Two jumps. That's all it took. I almost made it. You were close on that second one. You were about five feet short. <laughs> You're about five feet short of a ten feet jump. Yeah, he gets Jeff Tremaine coming in to give him a little pat on the back. Like, goddamn, Jeff Tremaine. He, uh, the 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 father figure, it seems like in the jackass world. Uh, and you know what? He 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 gets his licks. He takes his licks later on in in the in the the franchise. They they kind of turn the camera on him a little bit, and he becomes part of the the stunts. But all in all, to me, this this stunt really didn't do anything at all, except <laughs> set up the rest of the episode, which has Johnny limping around on a uh, on a busted up foot. Do you guys want to give yeah. this one a ranking out of ten? Uh, for our listeners, what we like to do is take some of the main sketches, rate them out of ten for posterity, and then at the end of each four episodes or so, we go back and we get a better sense of where we stand with regards to our all time favorites. So, Chris, why don't you why don't you start and take us off? What, what are you rating this one out of ten? Uh, I'm gonna go probably a four out of four out of ten on this one. Yep. Um, there wasn't really much to it. I laughed a lot, so I get that aspect of things. But if you want to rank it in terms of like actual jackass full on stunts, yeah. it really lacked a lot of things. Yep. Um, the big bonus is introducing party boy, Chris Pontius, who's a personal <laughs> favorite of mine, <laughs> AKA bunny. But, um, yeah, in general, there just wasn't too much to it. Uh, it does queue up the episode, but yeah, I can't go higher than a four. Yeah. Jay, what about you? I love this sketch because of how stupid it is. Like, it's just so bad that it's good, you know? But I feel like I can't give it a high rating just because there's better. There's better out there. I can't just give everything a fucking seven or a six or whatever. So I'm going to go with a three just because it's poorly executed. But goddamn, I was still laughing just watching Johnny Knoxville go down that hill. He looked more scared going down the initial hill than he did actually doing the jump, which is hilarious. Or facing down a fucking alligator like the roller skates. And you know what? I'm right there with you. I was actually going to give this one a two out of 10. I think this is one that on paper probably looked a lot better than it was. But thank God Chris Pontius comes out as Bunny the lifeguard. I think I think saves the day and I'm going to give it a bump up for that. Still only a three out of 10, but that's all it's going to get from me. Uh, and then we kind of take a, uh, a little bit of a drift down the river and we 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 resurface with aforementioned Jeff Tremaine leading some sort of Ocean's Eleven ceremony, it seems. And this was such a great addition to what would end up being the blind driver uh, prank. But to have a little bit of an insight into how the planning works, this was was just kind of like a perfect opportunity to, to set that straight. Now, Jay, uh, you kind of, uh, in, in our conversations leading up to this, you had mentioned this, this prank a couple times. Any standouts in this? Did you remember this prank from before you're you're rewatching of it just recently the blind driver yeah it's interesting it it's like when i watched it for the episode here it all kind of came flooding back but i had honestly forgotten about this um but this one i do love that oceans 11 as you put it i would love to be a, like a fly in the wall at one of those and just listen to you know how these 
you know, stunts get planned and how it goes down. But um, when it actually kicks in and like we're in the midst of the stunt, one thing that I really love about this is that, again, it's that reaction of the people being oblivious that this is not real. Like this is not, this is all planned. And there's just something special. There's something so innocent about watching that take place. And it feels very organic, you know, like just to see those genuine reactions from people, because it's not, again, it's like you said, Mikey, it's not, it's not the stars of this sketch aren't the jackass crew. It's actually the the members of the community around them. So I, I really like it. This prank kind of, uh, uh, you know, you, you kind of live and die by the reactions you get from the people around. And I think this one has the benefit of getting some really fucking good reactions. People get out of their seat. They chase the car down. Uh, any standouts for you, Chris? Yeah, there's like two things I thought about the most. Yeah. When he's pulling out. They set it up for failure to the max. His car is already basically touching <laughs> the bumper of the yeah. other car. So no matter how good you are, you're smashing something. Yeah. And, and the second thing I thought about is like this legit question. Like, honestly, if you saw a blind guy getting into a car, like, would you have the heart to snitch on him? <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Like, I, 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 I don't want to snitch on a, on a blind person and like, but I don't want someone to die. But like, I ain't no snitch, man. What I'd, what I'd have going through my head is like, you know, all you hear is, you know, blind doesn't necessarily mean you see literally nothing. So maybe he walks with a stick, but he's got enough vision to, to handle it. I don't know. You, you were going to jump in there with something, Jay? Well, yeah, you never know. You're right, though. He might have like cheese grater vision. I don't know. But like just I just wanted to break it down real quick for the, for the does audience. Does that mean his because... vision is greater than a slice of cheese? Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I meant. Oh, OK. <laughs> I, think I meant by that. The question is, what kind of cheese? I'll let you think about that one. Uh, so the the car is parked like parallel parked, right? Just to set it up for the audience here. So, you know, this, I would assume they own all three of these vehicles or at least, yeah, the one oh, in yeah, front of yeah, them, right? yeah. But, yeah. uh, you know, they're trying to pull out and he's banging to the, fr- to the front bumper, to the back, to the front, to the back, just like making as much noise as he can. And then, you know, he pulls out of there and he's basically just let loose on the street and he's a blind guy <laughs> driving a car. So you can, you can use your imagination. But one thing that really stood out to me was the reactions of the people, um, running around. I'm pretty sure a couple of them said call 911 and shit yeah. like that. So, man, it's just, gold right there just absolute gold yeah he's run amok on the streets and they they have like this is the thing that i you love to start seeing in jackass where they add layers to it it's not just the cars then they have someone crossing the street on a bike who's involved in the incident who's clearly a hired actor but you don't know that if you're one of the people (laughs) watching like this one is just it 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 feels like a jackass sketch that was planned later on in their existence and just shown in one of the first episodes. It feels very fleshed out, and I appreciate that. Um, there's something, too, about when you set up something and you know what's going to happen, and they mm. show it to you anyway, instead of like just like, hey, we, we get what's going to happen. They show the cars in front and in the back, and it's like, you know he's going to smash both of them, but him backing up and then slowly going into forward and then smashing forward is just such a fantastic feeling. My question, if I'm a bystander though is how the fuck did he parallel park that car in the first place (laughs) man the one thing about this too that's like you got to give him credit like you say you see the planning sequence you see it all come together so like the fact i think what's beautiful about it is the fact that you know ahead of time and then you see it actually yes get pulled off and it's successful it's like wow okay it feels that much more impressive that they made all of those elements you know occur at the right times and it looked as good as it did so you got to give him props for that now let's let's get into it then let's give this one a rating because i think it deserves it this is a fully fleshed out sketch jay we'll start with you what are you giving this one out of 10 it's 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 hard like i find already we've only done two episodes and it's like there's going to be many more of these so sometimes I think okay well is this going to get better but if I just had to isolate it as its own thing I love the planning element I love that it came together let's let's go with a six six out of ten I'm flat out saying it that you are undervaluing the sketch my friend you are you you need to get your have you had an have you had a hit to the head like Johnny Knoxville or something this this a six to me is way too low we'll see what Chris says and maybe I'm on an island here that was your opportunity that was your opportunity to say are you blind come on oh no Chris, I'm running that at an eight for sure. Nice. Um, like, like I was. Let's mentioning fucking earlier. drown Jay. We're the siblings. This yeah. is drown him. <laughs> Cut his eyes out. Yeah. Um, oh, no, wow, but, yeah, that escalated quickly. Yeah, that got really quick. I'm sorry. I get dark sometimes. <laughs> what is this Slumdog Millionaire? All of a sudden, you're, he's going to be out singing songs for money for us in India. Is that what happens if you don't win a million dollars? They cut your head. (laughs) You got to watch this movie. Otherwise, I don't have time to explain how he gets himself in that situation. 
Um, as I was mentioning earlier, why go eight on this is like it's the combination between doing reckless things and also having a great creative premise behind something. Yeah. I like to imagine myself as if I'm not watching the show knowing it's a prank, but as if I was there and something was happening around me and I would absolutely fucking lose my shit. I would just be so baffled seeing this blind guy just cranking into cars, almost taking out somebody biking by all Amazing. that stuff. I, I, I. I, I though there could be more or better than this, I still got to rate it on his merit alone, and it's definitely an eight for me. I agree with you. I think there could be more. I think there could be better, but I know, regardless of how good and how many more uh, we we experience, this one will still rank among those as one of the best, and it was one of the first. And because of that, this I think is 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 Jordan teaching Kobe a lesson when he first enters the league. This is this is the 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 old guard just showing the new guard of kids who are trying to make prank shows these days. They're showing them how to do it and how to do it better and how to do it fucking 20 years ago. This one to me is a nine out of 10. I laughed my ass off. You could have used Schumacher. Come on. (laughs) God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Schumacher. Okay. Yeah. Slap some skis on him. Let's see how he does. He did his own version of Jackass there. He's still in a a hospital, but um, (laughs) then we go. (laughs) We're going to lose all our F1 fans there. Uh, Then we go to the interstitial. It's Naked Dave doing what Naked Dave does and Naked Dave's running across the street in front of some cars. And that leads us straight into uh, what I like to call the jump sketch. I don't know how else to explain this one. Just a bunch of different versions of Bam Margera and his friends uh, jumping from trampoline to trampoline off houses, off, off high heights and Bam Margera, a talented athlete. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. Trampolines have a soft spot for me because when I was a kid, I sold a sign Wayne Gretzky jersey. And I got a <laughs> yeah. thousand bucks. Yeah. I bought like a bunch of candy. <laughs> I bought a trampoline and I brought like a CD player and we'd have my friends come over or not really my friends just to like beat the shit of them on the trampoline. Like yeah. we would just, just kick and Mikey, I'm sure you took a bunch I, of, a I bunch was going to say, well. Chris, you're, you're bearing the lead there. <laughs> you did not invite your friends over to kick the shit out of them on the trampoline. You invite your friends over to kick the shit out of me with them on the trampoline. <laughs> Jay, I don't know if you knew this about me and my brother, literally my brother, and it probably jackass is to blame for this, uh, would invite his friends over to our house so that they could beat the shit out of me one day he and his friend told me i wish you were a putty from power rangers so we could just beat you up without worrying about hurting you too much it was also attitude wrestling (laughs) attitude era wwf i had special moves we had it all but i mean you're a pretty tough guy now aren't you mikey you know what i don't have the brain cells to feel pain anymore so yeah thanks for that mikey i was listening to every word you said i promise i was just i was god damn it I was, I was, I was still thinking about the Slumdog Millionaire thing. Uh, do you think? What do you they think cut it would off be the like? Eyes, not the ears. All right. What, what do you think it'd be like if Regis Philbin was coming at you with a scalpel? That would be terrifying, eh? You know what? If 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 you were to tell That's me your final answer. Huh? If you were to tell me there was one person who I had to let chase me with a scalpel, I would say Regis Philbin. Like, give it to him first, because if there's one person I think I could get away from, it's him. Uh, what about Helen Keller? Helen Keller, uh, she. Oh, he, speaking of blind, yeah. I mean, I, I get that. Um, I, I, but I still trust her. She seems like she's got some strength because she doesn't know her own strength. Um, Jay, do you have any comments on this on this jump sketch one? Yeah, I want to respond to your WWE trampoline beat up uh, Mikey. Uh, oh hell yeah! Because I, Mikey, I was also the fucking putty in the family. I know what it's like. Uh oh! I, fu- I, I know knew this day like, would man. come. <laughs> Revenge of the putties. Revenge of the goddamn putties. You bet your ass. And you know what? Yeah, I took my fair share of bumps on the trampoline. I got thrown off a couple times. You ever do that thing where you jump too high and you get the wiggly legs and you think, oh shit, I'm not going to land on the trampoline. I'm not going to land. Oh, but yeah. then you get one leg on the trampoline, the other one <laughs> in between the springs and you nut yourself. Oh, oh boy. You oh, see, getting those nut shots. Yeah. And I think like one thing I can say about these stunts, um, this is like the gateway drug. This is a gateway drug stunt because this is the type of thing as a kid you see and go, we could do that. I know a guy with a trampoline. Exactly. Yeah. Like this exactly. is it. This is your gateway. And uh, we used to do shit like this all the time. Um, we would jump off roofs of houses onto trampolines. Uh, we never had the pool element. Like in, in this jackass stunt, you see them kind of incorporating a full pool. But uh, yeah, I, I love this for its simplicity. Although... I don't know. It's almost kind of out of the category of jackass stunts. Like, it's cool. Don't get me wrong, but it's kind of like, and this is by jackass standards, but it feels a little too safe. You know what I mean? I agree. It 
it's kind of fun and whimsical, but I don't even think it's worth rating this one. It seemed like it was more of an uh, an extended interstitial. Uh, in fact, I don't know that the we want to rate anything until maybe we get up next to uh, to to the human barbecue, like uh, a little ways away. This episode is kind of full of these interstitials. So if you're okay, I think we'll move next to uh, to something that we're very familiar with, which we explored in the original episode, which was uh, shrubbery. And in this one, it's Ryan Dunn with his bike jumps into the shrubbery. I'm Ryan Dunn, I'm about to hit some haggard backwoods crap. He gives it a couple goes. Um, the the one thing I, I noticed about this one, Mikey, I don't know if you remember this. You basically had the guy version of the bike that he rides into it. You had this Huffy, <laughs> yeah. and, which also made me think like, why did all those bikes in the 90s have this like styrofoam yeah. wrap around like the center yeah. console? Like, <laughs> yeah, like what right. was that supposed that? to protect our nuts? That, I, that's what I got to figure. Yeah. But oh. the girl version, did it have it too? <laughs> I, I don't really know. <laughs> that's a great point. I never even put that together. So Ryan Dunn, looking backwards... What are your guys' thoughts on him? You like him? I feel like he's one of the fan favorites in Jackass, He's one of my right? favorites, for sure. I yeah. have a, such yeah. a soft spot for Dunn, especially like when you start getting into, you see more of his character in like Viva La Bam and yeah. things along those lines. He kind of took that like dirty, never wash himself. Yes. Oh, everyone always said he stunk. He just didn't give a <laughs> shit. He was just this like wild man. Um, I absolutely love Ryan Dunn. Jay, what about you? Are you, you a fan of his? Sorry, you're all done. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Uh, Ryan Dunn's cool. I like a good bush too. And uh, I think <laughs> this version of Ryan Dunn, uh, you said in the other episode, the first episode, Mikey, you said Ryan Dunn is kind of still finding his stride, whereas Bam Margera is more like, hey, I'm just going all in right from the get go. Yep. Um, I, I stand I, by I see it. that a little bit here. And I know it's his first, this is his debut stunt, you know, riding bikes into trees, but. He's, he's, he's there and wants to have fun, but he hasn't become that Ryan Dunn that we all know and love yet. And I, I do love Ryan Dunn. He's such a character because he's always, he's like that friend that you have, right? He can laugh just about anything off. Even if he's pissed off, he'll find a way to laugh it off and make a joke about it, you know? Yeah. And you always appreciate that person because even though you might take the piss out of them, like they're always there for you, you know? And you yeah. know that they're just a good, decent dude. And I, I really always felt that from Dunn. And you can see he just has that attitude. Um, and I, I'm excited to see more of him as the show goes on. Yeah, I think that's why this this uh, uh, little stunt kind of frustrated me is because it was such a version of him that I didn't recognize. When he fell, the reaction he'd give was like a, a hammed up, punk rock version of getting hurt like oh man i think i hurt my shin there like he's a fucking ninja turtle like he i i just feel like in this one he's he's leaning away from pain again and this is what i said in the first episode it's like ryan dunn at this point in jackass does not know pain chris knows pain he learned it the day he found out that ryan dunn died and that is true pain yeah that one hurt like my favorite thing about jackass in general and why i love this so much is not even the stunts. It's not the comedy. It's not the pain. It's this like dream of never really growing up. And it's just never with your, it's, it's, it's hanging Neverland. out with your buddies yeah. and just having no agenda, nothing really to do, but doing stupid shit. It reminds me when I was a kid skateboarding, like yeah. we would just go on the bus, we'd find places to skateboard, smoke weed, do whatever the hell we wanted to do back then. And it was like no responsibilities, boys being boys. And the fact that there is a possibility of being able to do that as you grow up like that's what gets to me so yeah. seeing the guys that care so much about this family like losing someone and the effects that it had on all of them that that's what hurt me the most well the the, the spirit of jackass is living as though death isn't an option and when death uh, very abruptly enters into their lives i think it's it's a lot more stark than it would be otherwise so i i agree yeah. with you there uh and yeah, now these guys uh, so, are invincible though in a lot of people's eyes you know like look at all the exactly shit they've been through it's amazing that you know god forbid like something hasn't happened and like Shit, yeah, I can't imagine when that does happen, what that must be like for those guys. Well, it's pretty tough. It was especially hard, and as we all know, on on Bam Margera. But in in the next interstitial, we get a look at a very young Bam Margera who's looking as though he is if Eminem had a child with old Bam Margera. That's what this <laughs> young version of Bam Margera looks like. Good pull there, not bad. <laughs> uh, but for real, in this interstitial. Is that dog okay? Aren't we not supposed to lock dogs in our car? <laughs> I, I, like, well, I'm more concerned is, about was, this was dog. Was it a balmy 30 degrees or not? Because I mean, if it <laughs> yeah, was, Chris, then maybe. <laughs> Chris will have to let us know. Uh, we don't I need... told you the weather was relevant as the fun fact of the day. <laughs> Come on, guys. Well, and, and you know who drove that car was Michael Schumacher. 
There we go. <laughs> the car that left the, the dog it all in. in. You guys think that I'm crazy, but I'm a secret genius. The, the thing I fear most about <laughs> F1 driving is eventually dying in a, uh, a fiery death. And that's uh, something apparently Johnny Knoxville is not worried about as he enters into the human barbecue, which is the next stunt that we're going to be talking about. My name's Johnny Knoxville. And I'm marinating my meat. Uh, Johnny Knoxville essentially marinating himself with a bunch of steaks on it, putting on a fire retardant outfit and uh, laying on a barbecue. Uh, Jay, <laughs> did this one do anything for you? Yeah, it did. And I'm going to tell you about that. But first, I did write down the recipe for the marinade, just if Which we're interested here. delicious, by the way. Let us yeah. know what that is. It's four-part recipe, all right? There's oil. Not sure what oil they're using. Could be olive. Could be vegetable. Use your imagination. <laughs> it's all right. Red wine, and I'm sure avocado. they use a lot because that is a very red sauce. They, yes. The, the chef here, he says special herbs and spices. The, the chef's name is Pat Roach, by the way. I don't know if he's a regular in the series. I don't recognize him. He was him, a skateboarder but... from back in the day. Oh, okay. Ah, that explains it. So yeah, special herbs and spices. And then finally, the secret ingredient. And we're letting it go on the podcast just for you listeners. So you won't hear this anywhere else. Jack Daniels. Mm. Jack yeah. Daniels, big bottle of JD. They censored that out. <laughs> they did. They had to. I think they didn't want to get, you know, we don't want to be paying royalties, right? But uh, yeah. what did I think of this? Just real quick. I thought, that, like, when this started, I was kind of wondering, okay, wait, what are they doing here? Like, what is going to happen? Like, obviously, someone's going to have to interact with fire. But, like, when they started talking about a marinade and shit, I thought, are they going to cook Johnny Knoxville? Like, right. I don't really know. <laughs> and they do, in a way. But uh, do not try this at home. Hey, is my ass burning? I, I love the meat suit. I think that's brilliant. I wish they, honestly, instead of just cooking the meat and eating it, I wish they would have did more with the meat suit after, like found some way to incorporate that into something. But Sick some dogs on him. Sick yeah, some dogs on Johnny. You, you know, add a layer to That's what I mean when I talk about uh, a lot of these earlier sketches not having any layers. Uh, they, they need to kind of build a little bit into it. I thought that the idea of this was very creative. Like the yeah. creativity behind this and the steps involved are why ebert from ebert and roper or formerly siskel and ebert uh gave the jackass movie a thumbs up is because there was a a pure love and creativity that was involved with so many of these sketches this one though it just felt like the idea was there but i didn't laugh once and the whole time i was just legitimately kind of hungry and and it's another <laughs> sketch where johnny knoxville doesn't know that it's kind of not okay to be silent in these moments and and he was very silent again in this kind of like in the poo cocktail chris what did you think yeah, that, that that one really didn't do much for me. Yeah, uh, although I will say, like the steak actually came out looking pretty good. Amazing. Yeah, Pat Roach needs to come cook a meal yeah, for that, the, uh, the Jackass. That's about party. all I got from that one. It, it like it is what it is. It's good filler, but definitely didn't really do anything for me. Yeah, and the flame so, retardant will make you sterile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they got to come in with that. Uh, out of ten, uh, I'll I'll lead off with this one. I think this one was a little bit less than average in spite of how creative the thinking was. They just didn't put a button on it. This is like a good setup with no punchline. I'm giving this one a four out of ten yeah i'm going lower i'm just going a two out of ten fair fair, fair and uh, jay what about you um there's one thing i gotta mention there because you said you didn't laugh a whole lot which is fair but there is one thing i laughed at and it had almost nothing to do with the stunt um it was how careful that one crew member is when they're lowering johnny knoxville down onto like the chain link fence that they're using <laughs> as a grill he's like he's being careful as if to be like okay oh, don't don't fall now don't fall as, yeah. like, as if he's not about to go lay down in flames like yes <laughs> that's the typical like that is the so i'm pretty sure the guy that guy was the guy they had on site as the fire expert because he He's also the first one to pull Johnny off when he asks if his ass is burning. And that's the typical like you always see behind the scenes on like these nature shows or like Mythbusters or something. When they get a uh, uh, an expert, they take their job so fucking seriously. It's like, dude, <laughs> I get it. We all have our passions, but he is showing that he is the the fucking fire starter. Like he is in control. Prodigy yeah, wrote their yeah. song about him. Like that's it. The beginning and end of fire. He Prometheus fears this dude. Like he, he worked with him directly. I get it. Yeah. But uh, what, what are you going out of 10 for this one, Jay? If it had been anyone else helping him down onto that grate, you know, if it was a jackass crew member, he would have just got <laughs> body checked like <laughs> yes. so hard, right? Onto that fucking thing just gone on the fire with him. Like yeah. get pressing just to sit on top of him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. But uh, for that one, I'm, I'm with you guys, though. I'm on the lower end of the spectrum. I just went out with a three because it, it was it was a good idea, but maybe not the best execution on it. Right. So two, three and four. We're running up the uh, straight flush on that one. We go next, though, into uh, uh, interstitial. It kind of shows that Chris Pontius not so bad of a skateboarder. He does a nice little trick onto a rotating platform. And that cuts then into what do we call it? The door stoppers. That by Dave England. Was that a dick joke? Where he just wiggles a doorstopper? I don't know. I don't know what it was. 
But Chris, you had mentioned that recently on a podcast, uh, they were talking about how genius that one was. Yeah, he was on Steve-O's podcast literally a couple days ago, and they were like, oh, do you remember the doorstopper thing? They were talking about how creative he is about <laughs> the different pranks, and they were talking about that like it was this big thing. So when I was re-watching the episode, I see it, I get super excited, and nothing, and nothing happens. happens. And I was like, is that like a joke on top of a joke? Yeah. I'll cut in a clip of that just from that so you, every, the audience can hear what we're talking about. But as soon as you hear that noise, you'll, you'll know what it is. I think the only reason why it's funny is like, is literally, is there any kid that ever existed that wasn't sitting, taking a shit and flicked that thing to make it their family think yeah, that they were taking they were it? Like everyone's like, okay, great one. You're sitting there laughing your absolute ass yeah, off, thinking exactly. you're the funniest guy in the world, and everyone's like, okay, he's just playing with I the door I was expecting a again. fart joke. Didn't get it. You know those sketches, and we see this in the Jackass movies where they have like something happening, it's like a still camera, and it's taking a while for them to get to the point, and you're just kind of like, well, what is what is this stunt for? Like, for example, as soon as I say this, you're going to know what I was thinking watching the door the stop, but yeah, the tiny bathroom bathroom with the yep. giant human size shit coming in i was thinking are they gonna like is someone's dick gonna come into frame or starting to start like flipping around or something like what what am i that waiting for awesome. and then it just ends and you're like <laughs> yeah what, what? <laughs> hey you can't you can't win them all but you you can definitely win a sketch called urban kayaking urban kayaking it's a new sport it's taking over this one's with uh dave england who in my mind is the best actor on the jackass crew this fucking guy carries the weight of this sketch which physically isn't that funny but it's the cutting in and out of the interview with him in the car that just absolutely steals the show to me he embodies that person who's so excited about something so fucking dumb that we've seen like he would have made a good character that is the fire expert on set because he knows how to seem excited about things that don't really matter uh now you i know jay had mentioned a bunch of times urban kayaking as one of the ones you were looking most forward to talking about so why don't you take us off a bit uh, explain explain what we get to see in this one. Oh fuck yeah urban kayaking is exactly what it sounds like if you don't know they're basically they're trying to play on the extreme sports craze of the time and spoof it right because it's the year 2000 everybody's skateboarding BMXing you name it they're taking these kayaks into urban places like um, we've got skate parks so that's where they kind of start off the, you know they're going down these huge ramps doing these drop-ins in the kayak but you'll see fountains you'll see stairs and in, in just the middle of the city and the best part of it is that he's in like full gear you you know, like we've got Dave England in full gear, like he's wearing the helmet and everything. He's got the yep. kayak paddle and I love it, man. I lose my shit every time. He's just sitting in the middle of the concrete, not moving and <laughs> flailing that paddle around as if it's going to do something. The great part is you don't need water. It's nice. You don't need it. It's the funniest fucking thing. And this is such a brilliant, brilliant sketch. Like it's just... God, beautiful, beautiful. Love yeah, it. I, there, I agree. There's one icing on the top for me, and it happens literally every single time. Right before he drops in or does his move, someone splashes a bucket <laughs> of water on his face. Yeah. Like It's like the most necessary part for them. It's like they did not forget it. They made sure it happened every time, and he just gets just pelted with water for yeah. no reason whatsoever. It's, it's perfect. That. It's perfect. It's like, uh, it's like VR. You put on a VR headset, and it's like, <laughs> I'm skydiving. Someone blow on me. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's it's the effect from like the bottom of the theater or something like that. He turns it to the camera at one point and says, oh, fuck, whoops, oh, crap. Like, he's just perfectly <laughs> embodying Dave fucking England. My God, I love this guy so much. This one, to me, it's just showing that he and the rest of the Jackass crew, but I think he, above everyone else, understands what satire is and what their job is there to do. He somehow sets the line and, and straddles it in a way where you don't always know, is he on the right side or the wrong side of it in terms of uh, uh, the, the overall sense of calm that's coming out of it. What do you think of urban kayaking? Oh, great. Nature sucks anyways. It's so nice to get out in the city and take care of some serious business. Uh, I'll go into my rating for this one just because I've I basically stated it there. It, the physical sketch itself isn't that good to me. And if it weren't for Dave England, this one would be like a two out of 10. But because of him and the way that they sell it as a new uh, vision of extreme sports, like you were talking about, Jay, this one's a 7.5 out of 10, which seems a little bit low compared to some of the other ones I've given. But considering without Dave, it would have been a two. I think that's actually saying quite a bit. Jay, why don't you take us away on uh, on your review? Yeah, you know what? It's, yeah, maybe not the best jackass stunt of all time, but it is a personal favorite of mine just because of, like, the audacity of it, man. It's so stupid. It's like, 
you're really, you're going to go do this? And yeah, they do it. But I love, here's the thing I love about it is that they commit. Dave England commits. He knows it's dumb, but he commits. He's fully in for this fucking thing. He's taking it seriously. Like he's number one on the leaderboards for urban yes. kayaking. Like I yeah. love that. That sells it for me. That's why it's such a good sketch. Uh, if he, it didn't have that, 100% agree. Like with you, without Dave England, it loses points. So um, yeah, I actually give it a high rating just because I have, I you know, I have a soft spot for it. I gave it a seven. Nice. Good stuff. Chris, what about you? I'm, a, I'm an 8.5 on this Yeah, one. fuck yeah. For, I'm, for I'm the same reasons as you basically said, um, it just, that level of commitment, the full gear, like just, you, you really believe like he's taking it seriously. Yes. Like it seems like you could see this on SportsCenter at some point one day. And this, this fuels this whole idea of things that are capable from here on out in the future. Yeah. I laugh my ass off. It was actually cool to watch. Like it was entertaining. Like you're like, holy shit. There's Every actually, so often the sketch, you're like, like, oh man, that was a good... pretty sick move. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, so yeah, I, I, I definitely give that an 8.5. Amazing. I love that. And uh, this, this one, you know, you talk about throwing that water in just a, a splash to the face before they go down those hills. How about a punch to the face by a uh, professional boxer in the UK with the nickname, the hammer. I'm Nigel with UK hammer Hudson. Johnny Knoxville challenged me to a fight in the ring. Cripple or no cripple, he's going down. If you remember at the offset of this episode, we talked about the fact that Johnny Knoxville has a sprained ankle. Everyone knows that. If I'm thinking about the last thing I want to do with a sprained ankle, it's get into a boxing ring with a professional fighter. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville, and I'm about to get knocked out. Now, that's not what Johnny Knoxville's thinking. He says it's time to talk shit. Uh, piss this guy off enough to have him challenge him to a fight in the ring. And uh, and he fights a professional boxer, Johnny Knoxville does, on one foot, essentially. Uh, what do you guys think about this one? You could tell the boxer is taking this personally. Yes. Like, he isn't having fun with this at all, and he does not want Johnny Knoxville to have fun. If he was having fun, he would throw a couple headshots to make it look good for the camera. He is landing body shot after body shot, knowing that those do the real damage. And he there's wants to no sure way to get away from them exactly. if you don't have Exactly. Yeah. He wants to make sure... He doesn't want to do this again. He doesn't want to make a fool out of boxing or something along those lines. I think if the if they were more popular and more celebrity and he did this, yeah. we would have seen a different skit. We would have seen the boxer making it more for the cameras, hitting some headshots, but you could just tell he just wanted to hurt him. I agree. I think I think he took offense to the fact that they thought that someone could stand in a ring on one leg and not literally die. This, honestly, of all the sketches we've seen so far, is the one I would be most afraid to do. Because you're going into the ring knowing you don't get out unless you're knocked out. And that could be a, a, a concussion. Fine. It could be a body shot, which to me might even be worse. Uh, you're walking away with a broken rib probably. But you know you're just going to expect punishment. And Nigel, you could tell, you know, before the boxing match, they actually go into a big training montage, which I found pretty funny. And they're showing Nigel Hudson. And he's uh, he's he's kind of like taking it seriously, a little bit confused. And when, they, when it comes time for them to step into the ring together, Nigel's kind of bouncing around. And Johnny Knoxville throws a decent jab, like a stiff jab. And I think that's what woke Nigel up to be like, is this dude fucking kidding me? I'm going to take his goddamn head off. Jay, did you, uh, what did you think when you uh, made your way into this one? Yeah, so a couple things on this one. And Mikey, like, you're totally right about this is the type of stunt where, yeah, you're you're coming out with a knockout or at the very least a pretty bad headache. Like, you're oh, yeah. Johnny Knoxville... He's so bold. There's this oh my God, uh, scene dude. when they're when they're warming up, though, <laughs> and you kind of see him break down for a, a second. They're at the speed bag, and you see Nigel just pounding on that thing, and it's oh, moving yeah. fucking fast. <laughs> and his, the look on Johnny's face is like, oh, fuck, what did I just get myself into? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> but, he, he's uh, not having fun anymore at that point. No, no. And did you guys catch the records at the start of the fight? I actually took this down in my notes. Um, oh, it was something like 68-0 and 0 for Johnny Knoxville, but yeah, Nigel was only 2-0. In, in professional boxing it seems yeah exactly so knoxville comes out 80 fights 65 times knocked out according yeah. to their <laughs> statistic and you are correct you are correct the hammer nigel uh two and oh so at first i kind of thought why the fuck they only like two and oh that seems pretty low but then i really thought about it i'm like maybe they're just trying to like show that this guy's a machine and he only fights when he's really provoked apparently johnny knoxville is <laughs> enough to provoke him <laughs> No, so here's 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 what it is. When you when you turn pro, you have like 50 fights under your belt. Like you you fought amateur 50 times. So this guy is no stranger to the ring. Like he yeah, so yeah. he he's had a lot and he's uh he's probably knocked people out with headgear on and two solid feet who have been training for the fight. That's why this would scare the ever-loving shit out of me. 
Johnny Knoxville, I talked about how he hasn't gotten his chops yet. Uh, this skit, though, is kind of where it comes to be. He's down on the rib uh, on on the floor, probably with a broken rib, and he looks at the camera and says, "How'd I do?" That is a fucking <laughs> champion's line. That is Johnny Knoxville to a T, and we haven't seen that from him yet. And this is kind of his coming out party there. Uh, now, with that said, uh, let's let's get into rating this one. I'd love to rate this one. I I rate can't me, say enough. I will rate you hard. I can't say enough good things about this one. This one to me is a nine out of 10 and that may seem high, but there's something about everything coming together. They have the setup, which I loved in the blind driver one, which kind of like, like uh, uh, set it up. It's he's coming in here. There's a training montage. That's that's step one of this sketch. Step two is creating like a potential for failure and showing how good Nigel is just like an establishing shot for a giant ramp or something like that. And then there's a couple funny comments from Johnny Knoxville, sarcastic, you, it, which makes you want to see him fail. And then you see him fail and then he's still laughing. It ticks all boxes, and that to me is like the perfect sketch. Nine out of ten. Chris, what about you? Chris, go for it, buddy. I'm gonna go significantly lower. Oh no! Yeah, sorry, bud, but I like I'm going six out of ten. Okay. Um, I hate I hate that. If it's like I'm setting Nigel on actual fear, it's it's like that's a higher that's a higher level. I I think part of it is understanding how dangerous and painful it could be without having like as much of a comedy aspect of it it just like scares me you know like yeah like yeah, yeah 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 and then also knowing from other episodes you have a bigger name with butterbean they do yeah, it in a, yeah. in a in a friggin' shopping store right so they add extra layers onto it to me this is just like somebody getting their ass kicked and i want to see something a little more dynamic with it that's, yeah that's i think I, I the the reason why i like it is because he's already obviously at a disadvantage because he's johnny knoxville and this is a professional boxer but he's also got a sprained fucking ankle. True. And that is like, to me, adding that, it's like, why now? Why now? What are you guys, are you insane? I loved it though. Jay, what do you think? Back me up. How good was this one? Well, yeah, I kind of feel like all the respect in the world to Mr. Knoxville because yeah, holy shit. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't even step in the fucking ring, you know, if I was in great shape, I don't think, because I don't know how to box, but like, fuck with a sprained <laughs> ankle, man, you're, you got balls. And I respect that for him. I, I wish there was more production value into it, though, like, because I really feel like this is the kind of opportunity that doesn't come along often. Like, you you know, you have this professional boxer, he's willing to do it and take it seriously. I wish they would have went like more Rocky Balboa style with the training montage and like had sure. Johnny like doing some fucking ridiculous training in his crutches or something or just like show more of that um, yep. and build it up maybe make it more of a spectacle instead of fighting in a ring in a gym maybe have like the jackass crew surrounding the ring or have some people off the street come in or something and like beef it up a bit yeah because i think that could like that's what they do best i think in jackass is have audience reactions to things and see what people are like right in the moment how they're reacting so something like that would have been cool but i gotta give him respect for what he did because again like i ain't stepping into the ring with fucking nigel the hammer so uh I'll give it a six. I'll go on the positive side of the scale, um, but I feel like there was room for improvement, but that does not take away from Johnny Knoxville being a total badass here because he is. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, that's sad. I, I'm disappointed in you guys. I'm, I'm calling my friend Nigel and I'm going to see if he can join us for this. Uh, I'm calling my friends from high school and we're going to beat you up on the trampoline again. <laughs> Fine. Okay. All right. I'll give that one to you. I think you're wrong about it. Uh, but I also think there's a lot of people wrong in this next uh, sketch kind of interstitial literally people throwing things at a semi-nude Chris Pontius cutting blades, just wearing a jock strap, rollerblading around Venice beach. Um, this one I found very funny based on the fact that like we talked about earlier, homophobia alive and well in the, in, in LA at this time, it is crazy. The people booing him, throwing shit at him. Yeah, like, dude, there's a, there's a straight up a group of frat boys playing volleyball. They just start yelling and, and pardon my, my English here, but they're yelling faggot at him pretty yeah. aggressively. It's yeah. not the kind of like, even if you were just kidding with it or whatever and making, no, they, no, they, they sound like they want to beat him up and it's scary. It's like, fuck, really? People were and like I, that back then? You forget. And, yeah. and like, I don't understand how, because honestly, I don't think anyone can deny how sexy Chris Bond is. <laughs> he yeah, is just on. a hot piece of man meat, and Dude, I love it. I love every second of this skin. I can't help it. Exactly. He find he he finds a way to grab someone's hand and rollerblade with her. Right? Like man, and she all was power to fit him. Too. Yeah. The funniest thing about this is like if you're not laughing at that, 
you gotta look inward because there's something wrong with you it's fucking hilarious it's so yep. funny um i don't know that there's enough here to rate out of 10 because it is kind of just a couple uh reaction shots it's this i'm is rating it 69 69 there you go let's give it an honorary <laughs> 6.9 out of 10 a, a round table i like that one and then that brings us into uh what is kind of the the piece de resistance of this episode hi i'm johnny knoxville and this is steve o he's getting ready to do the goldfish trick i'd say this is now a f- pretty famous sketch we had a little introduction to steve-o in episode one when he chugs the uh the the drink using only his hands but this is very much more traditional steve-o i want to swallow this goldfish and puke him into the bowl i'm gonna take the lead on this one go for it steve-o is like honestly one of my favorite people so i do quite a bit this is without question the stunt that made steve-o who he is like that's this is the one that really sent him above everybody else or actually made him a known name yep um, I just, when I'm watching this, first of all, he drinks a bunch of water, but he, he originally wanted to drink a lot more water to make it more safe for the fish. But they yeah. said, you just got to do it right now. So he just had a little bit of water, but when he starts throwing up, like how is so much water coming out and the fish not like, I still don't understand fish is swimming downstream. Like, like this fish, like, yeah, this is actually a pretty sick home. Like, like he, the look of panic in his eyes when he pukes for like the 19th time and still no fish is up. He's like, Oh shit, this isn't going to work out. He looks really scared. <laughs> had there. no idea. They did no research. If it could work, it was just a straight shot in the dark. And so, yeah. So my question was, was, uh, uh, like I, I thought, looking into this i'm like how many fucking times did he do this never. before he first realized ever. <laughs> i've never done it before oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the first time i ever even tried it yeah. and it, by the end i'm like that's that is bold to to start filming there sleepy in the background by the way just standing there it ain't coming back really helping there <laughs> jay what did you think is this vintage steve-o oh. for you God, this one, man, I was holding my fucking breath the whole time. Once it looked like that fish, it was like stuck in his fucking stomach. I'm just like, dude, I don't think that shit's coming back. Like he yeah. actually had me, even though of course it's, you know, it's jackass. They're going to find a way out of this, right? Uh, yeah. like, I was just thinking, wow, what a debut and poor fish. Holy shit. But <laughs> he came out alive. So, you know what? I got to ask you though, um, Chris, you're a Steve-O guy. Like this is your guy. I know that. What if, and hypothetically here, what if you had a chance to meet Steve-O, but his condition was, I need to do this stunt with you. You need to drink a goldfish oh. with me. And you know full well that there's a chance that fish ain't coming back. Would you do it? Would you put Mr. Little Goldfish, little cute little orange guy, would you do it? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean, if it doesn't come up, you just like buy another one for five cents and put it back in another bowl. No one knows the difference, right? You just edit that part out. But no, no, Definitely. Without question. I, I, I like that answer. It's it's funny, though, because Steve-O just like you talk about that that cute little friend of a fish that he's got, like at a certain point in the middle of the sketch, Steve-O looks as though this fish has fucking betrayed him. He says to the fish, come on, dude, as though it's the fish's fault. Yeah. And so the fish swam into his throat and he's like, you got to get out of there now. Uh, and then once it does come up, my favorite part of this whole sketch is some hero that we don't deserve in the background immediately says put him in fresh water like <laughs> just immediately looking out for the well-being of this fish what a guy what a gem no way it lived dude yeah that must be the same guy who uh he must be like the owner of the pet shop or something because you see yeah. him at the end of the sketch and he's got like the fish tank up on his shoulder and he's so proud he's like i got me a new goldfish like he's just no, the that, was sleepy. Guy. that was sleepy that, that, was, that sleepy? was the guy yeah that was the guy who said it ain't coming back oh, okay. <laughs> man he i'm, just I'm glad he got to take fish. that goldfish home yeah i it's there's something telling though about the fact that they bought three goldfish so did they plan for it to go wrong twice? They must <laughs> didn't even have a clue into that. Yeah. yeah. What if he threw up and two more goldfish came out and they were already dead? Uh, so let's let's go then into our, our ratings of this one. This one, I feel like I'm going to be on the opposite side of you guys uh, as you guys were on the, the boxing one. So I'll lead off and let you guys kind of pick apart my review. This one is OK. It's OK. I've seen Steve-O do a lot better things since then, and there isn't the creativity in this one as in, from an initial idea that makes me think like this one needs to stand apart, apart from the fact that it is the stunt that kind of separated Steve-O from the pack. To me, it's more like the shopping cart sketch. I don't think they knew this was going to be something that was going to catch 
you know, cultural significance in the way that it did. And ultimately, I found it a little bit boring. I think Sleepy was the Chris Pontius of this one and kind of saved it with a couple good remarks. Giving this one a three and a half out of ten. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. well. Yeah, we're definitely on the opposite side of the spectrum on this one. It, basically, for the exact same reasons as you said, is why I rate it high. Like the fact that there's really no planning, there's no ideas. It is as jackass as it could get. Yeah. It's just a really ridiculous idea with no thought planning it out. This is like early day jackass before they got really intricate and yeah. they have to start yeah, playing yeah, yeah. these things. Yeah. To give this a shot and just do it, have it not work for a while and then work and yeah. seeing like the, the different expressions in the faces between where people are starting to panic and yeah. panic. I love a good throw up. They're absolutely hilarious to me. <laughs> Same and he me. just keeps going and each time he's getting more and more worried. Like I I'm, I'm going a nine out of 10 for Whoa. sure on this one. Yeah. That's might be my highest one yet. Okay. All right. Jay, uh, let us know who do you agree with the three and a half or the nine? Yeah. So for the rating on this one, man, I, uh, really really hate to disappoint you mikey i know i know uh -oh. you went low uh -oh. but i gotta go high baby it's not too often that you watch something on tv and i'm just talking everything not just jackass where like you hold your breath involuntarily it makes you stop it makes you go holy shit what's gonna happen next this did that for me yeah it is a basic stunt it is very basic in the way it's presented this is like the evolution of steve-o and you're watching it unfold like before he can become a big scaly you know bipedal with a long tail and sharp teeth he's like this little <laughs> fucking squishy tadpole thing and he's he's working his way up to really extreme shit but watching this it feels so pure it's like this pure version of steve-o before he realized what his life was gonna become and all the things he would do in it and i just kind of love seeing that i guess and this trick yeah it got me it was impressive so um i actually gave this one in an eight believe it or not whoa um, yeah we get i'm gonna switch you want to be my brother instead of my brother yeah. <laughs> Between this and the last one, Chris, we're way more insane. Can you stop I'm on the next plane? Can you stop asking people that? This time I really mean it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So that's an eight. You gave it a nine, eh, Chris? Yeah, oh yeah. And I gave it a three and a half. Wow. All right. So I'm apparently wrong in this episode. Allow yes, me are. to be the uh, the voice of dissent <laughs> in all these episodes moving forward. But that brings us to the end of today's episode, episode number two of both Jackass and Jackcast. So uh, guys, any closing thoughts, Any anything that stood out, anything you want to say before we uh, get going on this? This episode was was packed full of things. I felt like with episode one, where it was kind of like, hey, hey, here's everybody. Let's introduce you. I feel like they really did in a way... The way they structured so far, like which stunts they were going to show in which episode, like you kind of do see a progression starting to happen. At least I feel that way, you know? I, I really like this one. I think that overall with, like, again, with things like urban kayaking being in here, like I thought, honestly, these were ideas that came much, much later too. So it's a surprise to see them in episode two. But um, man, I don't know. I'm just loving the nostalgia. How about you guys? I like, it's so exciting going back and seeing these things. I have a different appreciation for them knowing where things ended or where things are currently. So you could really take a step back and look and see the development of things, which I'm really enjoying the ride along. They were making basically no money during these episodes. Their budget was probably next to nothing. So for them to even be able to pull off these things and each episode and almost even each stunt, you're seeing signs of what it is to become. And I'm yeah. just having such a good time watching all these that's that's a great point. I think I think right now we're watching this for what we know it will become eventually. This is the origin story of all these guys, and uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. This uh, is also reminding me that sometimes in Jackass, you don't have to love every second of it. If there's a sketch you don't love, wait five seconds and you'll be into uh, into a new one. So that's about it for episode two, guys. Let's close off with some plugs. Jay, what do you got? Yeah, and I want to add to that before I plug it. That goes especially for when you're wrong about how good the the stunts are and you rate them too high, like. <laughs> Uh, hey hey now this is listen i will stand by it i will stand by it uh and i will be uh seen history will deem me to be uh, the one who is correct as it always does we've had some good shit we've had some good times some good laughs with friends today with brothers and <laughs> new brothers we didn't we didn't know how to how to do a jackass podcast but i gotta say like whether this is total diarrhea or it's you know some sort of which gold. you love which you've already been on, no, on dude, record of I'm, loving diarrhea yeah i like a good f i like a little form to oh my, okay uh, okay we're not getting there we're not getting <laughs> there. but i'm having a good time that's what i want to say and i'm glad we're doing this together guys and um fuck yeah thanks to the jackass crew i just gotta say thanks to the jackass crew for this fuck for, yeah yeah god absolutely. damn you guys gave us so many memories like if i, I hope this shit lasts forever man i hope people never forget jackass because it's uh 
It's a beautiful, beautiful timepiece. God damn it. Well, that's our that's our job in uh, in bringing it back and making sure people pay attention. Right. That's right. But for plugs. Yes. J.A.Y.P. Dub on Twitter. Always happy to, to chat there about Jackass. Um, I'm sure as the show grows, we're going to have more opportunities to engage with you. Yeah. Good stuff. Chris, what about you? Uh, yeah, same old, just here to talk some jackass, but <laughs> if you really want to chat with me, you can find me on uh, Instagram, Instagram at Chris from the six. Perfect. And I am at retrograde Mikey on Twitter. I run my other podcast called the retrograde and you can find that anywhere. Podcasts are sold, which they aren't. So just fucking anywhere guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth. Bye. I'm Chris Aaronworth. Bye. I'm Jason Wellwood. And this was the jackass. See you next time. People come here for us, not jackass. You're right. <laughs> oh, God, you're so right. We can just talk about anything we want. Um, any, so I want to get my legs lasered. Um, going to get my legs lasered. I'm going to be hairless. I'm going to start the legs, see how it goes, and then move on to the other parts of my body. Wait, what? Now this I want to talk about casting. Oh, oh, this is what you're doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I'm like, I was like, to someone else. <laughs> My brother and I literally looked at each other like, should we start a new podcast? What is happening right now? <laughs> yes, you should. That is the correct answer. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it. This was a Press X for Sound audio production.